I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. Hello. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Hanging in there, honestly. <laughs> By a thread is what I honestly feel like. Are you exhausted again? I am so tired. I I went through like a middle inventory earlier of like what my day consists of. And it was like light housework, running those errands, and then just like st- trying to stay on top of this potty training. And I literally feel like I have ran like three marathons back to back. It's really sad. <laughs> Lacey is in the home stretch of pregnancy. And there's nothing like that. And it sucks because I feel like you're not pregnant long enough to really get in the mental thing of, okay, this is my life now. Like, you still feel like you should have the stamina. And then when you don't, it's almost shocking. It's just, it's very weird. I definitely feel like I go back and forth. Like, every day I don't feel, like, totally exhausted. But these last, like, three days I have. So maybe it's just, like, truly, like... I've got less than a month to my due date. So maybe it's really just kicking in. I don't know. I've never been this pregnant before. So who knows? (laughs) And it's so hot now. It's so hot. And that like just like leeches everything out of you. Um, We ended the day with Lorelai potty training too. She went on the potty and did not have any accidents. So we'll say what tomorrow brings. I tried to FaceTime you because she wanted to show that she was on the toilet (laughs) But uh, maybe we can hit that up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we can maybe have, like, <laughs> all three on a little potty at the same time. Aw, little potty date. <laughs> <sighs> well, welcome to our podcast. Today, you're going to have to remind me of who wrote this, but we read <laughs> the book The Unhoneymooners that Lacey was recommended from one of her Facebook groups and tons of people recommended it. It's a very light read compared to everything else we've read and very different from what I usually read. <laughs> who who wrote this book? Christina Lauren. Okay. Yeah. And she's got several uh, New York Times bestsellers. So it's, but it must, I'm sure it's all the same, like genre of like mm-hmm. real light rom-com kind of. <laughs> okay. Let's dive in here. Okay. All right. I, I need to know. What's your rating? Oh, God. Um, first of all, I'll give just the <clears throat> two-second, like, overview. Basically, this book is about Olive Torres, who is a twin, an identical twin. She has had a, ba- a very bad luck. Um, she's kind of down on herself. When her sister gets married, her sister is an A-type person that everything seems to go right for. And at the end of her wedding, everybody gets sick, including um, her twin, Amy, and her new husband. And so Amy forces basically Olive to go and take her fabulous honeymoon in Maui. But the catch is that she has to take... Um, her new brother-in-law's brother (laughs) and they kind of hate each other and so it goes from there i give this book a two (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying not to be a snob but oh my gosh i'm gonna get salty on this i I already know i cannot wait to talk about it because there's so many little like little tiny things that i want to talk about we we try throughout the week not to really go into detail with messaging each other. And I, I couldn't to... help it this week. <laughs> I could not help it. I was thinking, I honestly, like, I'll give this book a three. A three because it kept me where I did want to finish it. The, from start to finish, I kept thinking, if I would have read this at, like, 17, or let's say 16 to 18 years old, I would have lapped this up like this was totally like keeping me like so lighthearted so just kind of simple like it doesn't require me to really sit there and think all these other books we've been reading lately have been like so phenomenal Mm -hmm. but also so like deep and like you know so many underlying topics that I've really got to sit here and think about and like this was just so like easy breezy like read it and go through 
Yeah, I don't want to sound like a total snob because I've definitely read books in the past that I've liked that are rom-coms. Like, I remember I used to work at Barnes & Noble and we would get, like, discounts on books or we'd get, like, books for free that were damaged or whatever. And for whatever reason, I got a hold of, like, all of the Shopaholic books. And I gobbled those up. Maybe I wouldn't like it now, but at the age of 21 and 22... I really liked them and like I knew they were so, like super silly but I still liked them. Um whenever I was reading this book, I just kept thinking I feel like if this was a movie, like a Netflix spe- movie or something, I would have liked it. And I don't know why it being a book like kind of You know what I mean? Kind of ruined the well, Yeah, like I like rom-coms. I'm not like above a rom-com. But and this really did feel like I was reading like a Kate Hudson from the early two thousands <laughs> type movie. But it just we'll get into why. I think for me the main reason was I really disliked the main character. I could not stand all of, and I didn't really care what happened to her. So I the, okay. So this is normally I take my notes as I'm reading along. This book, I was like, I don't even need to do this. So instead, no. <laughs> I did like a chart based on the characters. Because this was one of the main reasons why the book was so kind of hokey and silly to me. Was there's really like the same like five or six people that are constantly brought up throughout. So in other words, you know what I mean? Like you, you, know, you don't really need to have like a lot of... Uh, uh, well, and the, the characters brought in and the stakes are so right. low like you know they're gonna get together right it's mainly just like getting there but i was really just kind of caught off guard by whenever i went to do so the main characters are olive and ethan i have way more things written down for uh ethan's ex-fiance or ex almost fiance <laughs> and then olive's brother-in-law than I even had oh, about yeah. them. Like, I just, I felt, I didn't dislike them. I just felt very indifferent where I was just kind of like, you know, like you said, I'm not invested in them. They're fine. Mm-hmm. I, but didn't really, yeah, didn't really need a whole lot from them. Yeah. And Ethan just did not charm me at all either. Um, a lot of the stuff we texted about this week is I, this book was very PG until it wasn't. And it used some very like strong language in a way that was weird to me. Like it just did not. It was very unnecessary when it was well, used. It just, yeah. And it really didn't fit the speed of the book where I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, what? A lot of, uh, there was some serious, like you said, some serious pillow talk going on at various points, but the first note that I wrote is in the first chapter, there were two mentions of Spanx. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is, I need to just get my head into this zone. This is where we're at now. It's very is clear. the world we're living in. <laughs> A woman wrote this book. Exactly. Um, so there's lots of Spanx. So like they, her sister is like this cheapskate that wins lots of stuff because she's like fills out questionnaires and or like contests and things like that thought that was kind of a weird vibe that her sister was a type and successful but also like a total cheapskate I guess and doesn't really care about what things look like as long as they're free so that actually made me kind of like Amy more like her twin more because she seems like she'd at least be down to earth whereas over and over again Olive just whines her way through this book and doesn't really understand why the things in her life happen the way they do. And it's just like, well, maybe it's because you're kind of annoying. Like, maybe it's because you're kind of a brat. I don't know. What I kept thinking about, so I actually had a cousin probably a few years ago that would do like, she would post a lot about surveys and things like that. And I remember one time I reached out to her and she had this really cool story about like, this was something that like basically Amy's little, you know, thing that it kind of wrote about like her joining or doing surveys and winning whatever. So my cousin did for a living. She was, (laughs) she was a stay at home mom. And so she was telling me like all these TVs and just like different things she wanted. So while I was reading the book, I kept thinking like, wow, 
I wish that that was the twin that I was reading about. Like to me, that would have been like, or would have been so much more interesting as opposed to Olive who, uh, okay. So while flipping through the pages, there were several things that I kind of forgot about. Like Olive has all these like terrible stories about how she has terrible luck constantly. So as a child, she, what do you call those machines? The little, um, the little crane machine. Claw machine. Yes, the little claw machine. She's stuck in a claw machine and she gets put on the news. Another time she gets bitten by a rattlesnake and falls 15 feet. <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> yeah, it was very over the top. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So the real crux of this story is that her and Ethan hate each other because he's super rude to her and apparently hated her first. And it all is around this instance where she's, it talks about her body a lot and just says that she's very curvy, um, but also says that she wears skimpy red bikinis and feels great in them and looks hot. So I'm like, how curvy are we talking? Like J-Lo curvy or like? For real, curvy. <laughs> I actually had that same thought. And that was like one of my, like my second thing that I wrote down after being unlucky was curvy because it constantly was talking about how, you know, she was this curvy Latina, how she had these like huge, what was it? It kept like huge boobs and like just all the time. I know. Like, like, wow. But you're right. And it sounds a like very, a positive right, thing. As a very <laughs> buxom woman myself, like there is a line here where I'm like, there's no way especially since she has a twin Uh, let me back up for a minute so Ethan and her don't like each other because apparently when they first met Ethan saw that she went and got a basket of cheese curds (laughs) at a state fair and was disgusted by this and then like rolled his eyes at her and left never said a word nothing and that always seemed really thin so and then throughout the book, when they have interactions, I think it's pretty clear that he actually doesn't hate her and it's her issue. Like she's just mm-hmm. a brat and she has such low self-esteem the whole way through that she can't believe. And like she even talks about later that, you know, she always like thinks of the worst possible thing that could happen. And she really does. And that's what's so irritating to me because it's like. It's it's called out, but it's more of like a she doesn't know she's beautiful vibe. It's like it makes her better because she doesn't think that she's beautiful, even though she has an identical twin who she thinks is beautiful and who is roughly the same size as her. It's like, how delusional are you, girl? Uh, the book, I, I really, I feel like this sounds too, it's like it's very negative. I really <laughs> did enjoy this book, but there were so many little silly things. While I was reading it, I literally just kept thinking, I could write this. I could write this. I could sit mm-hmm. down at my table right now and write this book out. <laughs> you should. <laughs> right. And then become, or get on this like bestseller list. You've been to Oahu. You have <laughs> done the research. Oh, that was actually something that I, I don't so now I'm at the point. I'm like, how much have we talked about this? Uh, so yeah, so they this is all taking place in Maui, the actual like honeymoon that they're on. Also, see, there's so many parts that I'm like, okay, try not to skip around. So it all takes place. This is or after the wedding. This is all in Maui, and while they're in Maui, they talk about these like different fun, kind of like they're not dates, but they're like you know little uh, excursion packages that like came with them. I kept thinking how insanely fun these would be. And also, if you truly hated somebody, would you want to do this with them? No. So it was, it really was just a matter of time before they just, you know, fell right into each other's arms. (laughs) Oh, totally. If she felt even half the stuff that she claimed to, she would have basically not even spoke. Like, first of all, when I'm just backing it up, even a free trip to Hawaii would not coerce me to go with somebody that I hated as bad. To and who share, I thought, to share who a I thought hated me. Yes, who <laughs> I thought hated me as much and thought I was disgusting. Like, there's no way. I'd been like, okay, well, sorry, bye. Like, no. Um, another thing that happens when they're on the island is that, like, they keep running into people. So they run into her brand new boss, which, to set this up, she just got this job after being fired from another job. Um, she does something with, like, 
basically sales around um, medicines, I think, and like uh, like flu vaccines and things like that. But from a biological standpoint, anyway, she's very smart. We're supposed to know she's so smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she runs into her brand new boss and leads him to believe that she just got married and she's on her honeymoon because she panics. And when you say brand new, it's not, she hasn't even began the job. So they have Mm -mm. no sort of a relationship with one another at all. Right. And so she, you know, is like, Ethan, you have to lie and like pretend like you're my new husband because I love, like, this is my dream job. She, I swear she says that, like, she's so excited about this job. Okay. Flip to the ending of this story. (laughs) Her boss finds out that she wasn't really, you know, married the whole time and she comes clean and he fires her for being a liar and untrustworthy on like the first day that she's working because this is like this small, tight knit company, blah, blah, blah. And then she kind of like goes on this um, soul searching chapter or two and it's like, you know, I was so am um anyway that was weird to me because it was like oh this is my dream job oh wait i actually hate my job and it made me miserable like it just kind of wanted to have it both ways i can't i feel like maybe there was there was definitely a point where it mentioned that like it wasn't really her dream job but it was like she was great at what she did right and she also was like desperate for um (laughs) for a job like she's like you know I, I she had just moved out by herself or like there was some sort of um like a couple stipulations while I was like okay if I don't have a job the next couple of weeks I'm gonna be homeless yeah what did but, you think of what did you think of Ethan as a whole um he was not a terribly written character but very boring So whenever I had to sit down and write out my stuff, I was like, okay, he's sarcastic. And he was smart also. He was like, what, like a mathematician or something like along those lines. He, I I did enjoy his occasional sense of humor where uh, her name was Olive. And so he'd call her like Oliver or Olivier or like, you know, I thought Mm -hmm. it was kind of funny. But just, it was very bland. I'm like, there was, there was a lot of pages where you could have built this man up. He was supposed to be extremely handsome with, like, great um, biceps and, like, beautiful blue eyes. And I think maybe he had curly hair. And after that, I'm like, I can't really remember the rest of this man. Right. Super hot. And she kept calling him, like, Satan's mistress or Voldemort or all these horrible (laughs) names. And I'm just like, I just don't get why. It didn't build up she yeah. did not build up to why he would have actually been like that. Other than Which, the fact that she thought that he, like, thought she was a fatty. Like, right. basically. <laughs> yes. Which, don't get me wrong, I think it would have been horrible if he really was that mean. But I do feel like he, she just completely declawed him. Like, there was just almost nothing mm-hmm. mean or, like, he was sarcastic, but he was not, like, biting at all. And she could be really nasty to him. So I'm like, huh. What He's is the... actually an earth angel when you really think <laughs> about it. One of the first, um, th- at the very beginning of the book, whenever she's in the wedding, and, like, she, I think he maybe makes, like, a small snide comment. It's, like, about her dress. But she also had just written how she looked like a green Skittle in, like, a green velvet dress. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like... Sure, he might be making, like, a comment, but it sounds like it's also very true. And not like, oh, you look disgusting, but, like, wow, that's an odd dress to wear as the maid of honor in this wedding. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, justifiable kind of humor. She definitely can't give anybody the benefit of the doubt here. It's it's kind of sad, actually. Um, Also, I don't really understand... (sighs) I guess I just don't really understand... Later in the book, after, well, I guess let's finish up Hawaii first. Okay. Um, they also run into her, his ex-girlfriend of, like, two years, and then her brand new fiancé. Um, I felt like that was a strangely written character, too. That was the point of the book where I was, I, I could, 
I thought it was strange, you know, that she ran into her, uh, her boss. I was like, okay, this is, this is a little bit much. But when he ran into his ex, uh, (laughs) I was like, okay, now that's the point that you're talking about where it's crossed into the like Julia Roberts kind of like, uh, what is his, like, it was, it was too much. It was too much for me to get into. (laughs) Especially because they say again and again how they have to be careful that they don't get caught because if they do, if they find out that she's not Amy and that she's Olive, they'll have to pay back all the Mm -hmm. money for the thing. And you have this girlfriend, this ex-girlfriend, who's there with her new fiancé who is a clerk at a grocery store. (laughs) Okay, okay. How is this? Hussie affording this vacation. There, there, there's a lot of plot holes in this because <laughs> also she is engaged to this man and it, it talks about how they've only been together like five months. Yeah. She's engaged to him. He's a clerk at a grocery store. And what Ugly. Was... <laughs> Oily. Doesn't sound very intelligent. Looks and like a weasel. She's constantly, I could not get over this. She's constantly like making these passes at Ethan. I'm like, oh what? My gosh, I don't I understand. You're engaged and your man is right there. <laughs> the, the, the part where I'm pretty sure that I texted you and was like, I no longer want to read this dumb A book. Like I'm over it. Was when she came to their table thinking that these people are newly engaged. And this is like the second day of their honeymoon. And goes, maybe we can have drinks tonight. And then Mal's like, call me. And she's literally standing next to her fiancé talking to her newly or married ex-boyfriend. I'm like, if this was me, I would... Take off my earrings, get up, and backhand her. <laughs> it would be time to fight. And yes. I'm pretty sure she even, like, specifically excludes all of from the invitation. So it's not like yes. you're saying, like, let's the four of us get together. It's like, hey, ex-fiance, let's us get together. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that she's like, oh, don't. I think we should talk. And I'm like, who is this person? I think it would have been smarter plot-wise if she had like gone behind um technically gone behind olive's back and like been texting right. them or something well it also was interesting so um olive mentioned this rela- like she knew that he had some sort of a relationship at like the very beginning of the book and this whenever this character is introduced and then eventually we find out that this girl basically just like up in the middle of the night up and left ethan and, and like yeah. had cut off communication, so it was like she goes from one extreme from they they it was the night they got engaged that she packed up everything from their shared apartment and left, and then suddenly now she sees him and is he's supposedly married and she's like can't get enough of him. So it's like mm-hmm. the total opposite of like okay no communication and hey I'm gonna jump your bones right in front of your new woman and I don't care about it like it was yeah a bit much. Definitely a prop character. I don't even remember her name. So Sophie. <laughs> oh, Sophie. I okay, remember okay. because the the main character Olive was asking about Simba. I was like, what? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> oh man. So so after a few days, they end up hooking up. Um, and then it comes out that he actually liked her all along. He thought she was hot. Uh, she obviously thinks he's super hot and he like gets drunk and then they kiss and then the next day they like bicker and fight again this is the other thing where I'm like wow these fights aren't even charming they're just really annoying like I would not be able to be around these people I and I hate the glamorization of bickering I think it's like especially when like you said probably like young like teenagers, early twenties kind of girls are who I imagine would love this book. And I'm like, do not glamorize bickering. <laughs> you should not fight this much with someone who loves you, please. Well, the <laughs> and it also explained that Sophie and Ethan had the relationship was like the exact opposite where it was like right. they super boring. <laughs> they weren't or she refused to have confrontation. And it's like, wow, that's literally one you know what I mean? Like that would be a very hard transition from one relationship to the next from never fighting to a continual mm-hmm. fighting stream. Yeah. All of, 
I mean, <laughs> honestly, in real life, Olive would have been a perfect rebound for him because whereas Sophie was so put together and like very basic, she's like spicy and different and also physically the complete opposite. So I kind of, I guess I kind of get that. Um, However, I do think that was the only thing realistic about him and Sophie is I could totally picture Ethan's character as he's written sticking with somebody just because it's comfortable and because it's like fairly easy. You know what I mean? And feeling like that is the way his life should be going because it seems like most things in his life have come easy to him since he is hot, smart, talented, <laughs> and charming. Um, he sounded so moderately it, wealthy also. Right. Like a <laughs> little bit uppity. Um, yeah. So I guess it makes sense that he would have like a basic, boring, blonde girlfriend. So uh, I, there are, there's just so many like little weird ties. So what I kept thinking about, okay, the two of us are married to brothers. In the story, mm-hmm. there's two, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, yes, obviously they're twins, but they're also besties. And so at some point, you know, like, they're, they're like, oh, trying to navigate, like, oh, we're going to have to tell our families about us. And that's what gets into the whole, uh, uh, kind of like the, I don't know, the, the meat of the second half of the book. Which- yeah, and I, <laughs> I liked the last, like, quarter of this book the best out of the whole book. Like, way more than that Hawaii stuff. I preferred the stuff whenever they got back from Hawaii. See, I have trash taught the Hawaii part, but I for sure preferred it. I definitely, I, yeah. I enjoyed uh, a lot of the buildup. Like I found it very, very unrealistic and silly, but at the same time, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I think it's kind of fun. So, right. oh, yeah, that second, I guess, is it, have we talked about enough about Hawaii? I think so. But like the brother thing is important because like you said, we are literally married to brothers. <laughs> and I actually kind of hated that the author decided to make the other brother a total scumbag. Like, that was weird to me that she, like, totally went there. There was, uh, what I kept thinking is there's no, this doesn't really seem like a sustainable real relationship. Because right. I have brothers, and you have brothers. Uh-huh. If somebody truly despise, despise, <laughs> despised my brother's. I would never really, like, to the level that uh, Olive eventually hates Dane, Amy's husband. Yeah. It just, I I would never want, like, a very serious relationship with somebody like that. Because, like, my family can be such an extension of who I am that even Mm -hmm. if I can say, like, okay, like, they don't make great choices, I would never want somebody that's like, oh, they're trash. They're the scum of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And actually, even though I liked this part better... The last half of the book is also where my hatred of Olive, like, really hit a fever pitch. (laughs) Because she does some kind of rude things or, like, says kind of rude things over and over again throughout the book. Or just handles things really poorly. Like, she's not a good communicator. But again and again, she goes, I don't know why he's not apologizing since I did nothing wrong. And, it like, it literally says, especially since I hadn't done anything wrong. I don't know why this is happening since I haven't done anything wrong. (laughs) And I thought that it was going to like kind of flip it over and she's going to be like, oh, actually, I'm a biatch and I did do something wrong, but it never does. It just totally like. She's not (laughs) self-aware. No. And it never, she never learns that lesson. And I guess that the author really thinks that she didn't do anything wrong. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I see what you mean. And that's interesting because I didn't actually, while reading the book, didn't actually come across that. But yeah, you're right. Where it's like, she definitely is like, so I guess if we talk about like what happens to Dane and then like why yeah. she hates him so much. Right. And don't get me wrong. I think Dane is trash. And like, I would have done the same thing as her. But there's just some certain things with her relationship with Ethan where I'm like, girl, you are whack. Like, you don't know how you are supposed to actually interact with other humans who are not the people that you were in the womb with. That's what it came across <laughs> as. Like your sister has to tolerate you because you're identical twins and you have like a bond, but like, there's a reason I feel like you don't maybe have any other friends. Maybe? That, 
<laughs> Very true. Okay, so I'm trying to think how how it even came about. Whenever, whenever they're building their relationship, um, Ethan oh, yeah, and Amy. When, yes. So that's at some point he makes a comment about his brother Dane, newly married to Amy, two years ago having a girlfriend. What like what did she have like a mango tattoo on her butt or like yes something like something that I was literally like what <laughs> right somebody somewhere a got mango one, but... of all things <laughs> delicious yet. A uh, homely fruit. Very interesting choice for uh, what you're going to put back there, but here nor there. And yeah. so then uh, Olive kind of was like, oh, wait, like Amy and Dane have been together for three and a half years. And then she kind of like figures out that Dane has basically spun this web of lies <laughs> to his family mm-hmm. saying they have an open relationship. Um and all these, she had all these instances before where she didn't like Ethan. And part of it was that he specifically tried to ruin, or not really ruin, but like how he didn't take Amy into consideration when he would plan events. Like, oh, like for Valentine's Day, uh, the two brothers went on a surfing trip to Peru or whatever. Right. <laughs> Me thinking to myself, does Peru even have a beach? But they do. <laughs> But anyway, Dane basically just wanted to control the narrative and control everybody around him. And he wanted to have his cake and eat it, too. So even when uh, Ethan mentions that he's interested in all of Dane goes out of his way to be like, she hates everybody. So you should just avoid her, which, by the way, she does. hate everybody. He specifically talks about her anger and aggression. And and I actually really did think that was a good point because I'm like, oh, because later on in the book whenever she she kind of like recognizes that about herself she's like is that why dane chose to say that because i really am yeah. right? and i was like wow okay <laughs> seems mm-hmm. a couple things but yeah so then she kind of finds out like there's all these other girls on the side and then ethan of course is on his brother's side he's like oh well you know maybe you don't really know amy as much as what you think maybe they do have this kind of relationship but they thought you'd be too judgmental or yeah or and then it basically gets to a point where he's like okay but please just don't tell anybody <laughs> just keep it to yourself because mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> amy is willing or all of at this point is like okay maybe they do i can't see someone as put together And is on top of things as Amy letting stuff like this go on right underneath her nose. Um, And anyway, when she gets back, she kind of, uh, they're in a relationship at this point. So her and Ethan are like official and everybody's excited about it. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they go out to a bar and they meet Dane there and then Amy's supposed to be on her way and then when Ethan goes to the bathroom Dane basically propositions Olive and is like hey if you ever want to like hook up we can twin swap or whatever um which is I found hard it's hard for me to believe yes knowing these twins that he would ever say that and not expect the reaction that he got i i can see somebody making that as like a really crass gross joke but just knowing but the who all of is the man yeah. that married your sister two weeks before right a bit exactly much. no I, mm-hmm. I thought the exact same thing where i was like okay and maybe if it had been written or like several months into um, her and Ethan's relationship or, you know, some sort of thing. But no, I agree. Like the first time it's just him and her alone. That's the first thing he says. I was like, hmm, I don't know. Also, and then on the flip side, when someone has that kind of sense of humor, everybody knows. And so, you know what I mean? It's not like it's, I don't think people keep themselves that, um sectioned off in different ways like if you have kind of like a blue sense of humor or like to say uh okay for example my own brother-in-law your husband (laughs) i'm thinking about grandma you're saying (laughs) he is well known for his very wacky and weird sense of humor sometimes but everybody he's the same around pretty much everyone so when she brings this up to ethan later and he doesn't believe her at all that was the other thing that i'm like this is so dumb like there's no way that he doesn't know this about his brother yeah that his brother says stuff like this that's exactly what i thought too where it was like it was almost strange where he didn't know his brother very well although they had a great relationship and seemed to hang out 
pretty consistently or it's like you right I mean you've been with this person your entire life you should have a better (laughs) totally and even if they say something like oh you know they're not that they're not close in the way that my family is close you don't even have to be close to someone to know that they're a creep like it it just and I don't know I'm like okay you're telling me that he was hooking up with girls left and right and also was that not suspicious to him as a brother Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, I don't know. The whole thing was very weird. And that made me really not like Ethan very much. I'm like, if you're cool with this and like, think it's totally normal, then maybe you're not normal either. And, and that's a good point because he was completely written in a way that was like, whenever she would, um, at one point, I think she's on her first day going to her job. She makes a comment like how he hasn't commented on her. And he's a bit like, oh, you're beautiful, intelligent, inspiring, oh professional. Gosh. So he's written in a way that's like he knows exactly what to say. Literally Prince Charming. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Like a very, um, just like the kind of like, like a dream man whenever you're maybe like 15 years yeah. old. That you're like, what do you want yeah. him to say to me? Right. And so then he just suddenly has like no bit of care where it's like, oh, I like sure not a big deal my brother's hooking up with multiple people he's been mm-hmm. in this relationship for many years mm. um and then later she is like okay i can't stand this like he just said this disgusting thing to me i know he was dead serious i'm gonna tell my sister and then her sister freaks out and doesn't want to believe her at all and that actually that was I reasonable I see, yeah i could see that happening it made me really sad but it was like okay that's kind of realistic you would never want to believe that and then of course amy can't help herself and starts digging and figures it out that it is true and then apologizes to olive um but and then i actually did enjoy the sting scene i felt like (laughs) again team amy i liked amy and i liked how she totally like caught dane and his lie by finally inviting olive over to the house and when Dane got home um she had planned it where all of his mistresses show up at the house thinking like they're there for a booty call um and Dane is like crying on the porch and trying to apologize and then Ethan shows up and there's this whole thing and I I liked that scene I was like okay touche some of this I know that there are or that there must be men like this but I was kind of like really kind of caught off guard with him and like talks about like these red eyes he's got so like can you really be that remorseful if you've been doing this for years and matter of fact she even like finds out that some of the people or one of the girls he had been really recently hooking up with one of them had been like five months but still he was an engaged man so I was just kind of like I don't really know if I buy this, that he would truly have, like, some very serious reservations. I mean, I guess, but I was... Again, I'm like, uh, he must have some kind of personality disorder. Like, I I just never really understand why... I mean, if you think of who Amy is, she probably takes really good care of him. She makes good money because she's a nurse. She's a hard worker. She's probably the person that you'd want to be, you know, the mom to your children. So I guess I could see why he'd want her to stick around, um, but then also want his bit on the side. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I guess. But it I, is I sad. I've seen it further along in their relationship. It's just, yeah. It's it's just. I mean, did you say sociopath or was I just? Uh, no, I said. Okay. I said personality disorder for sure. That's why. Like, because I, totally I can see that. I guess. You. Why get married? Why get married? I don't understand. Right, because he's the one asking her. Come on. The other weird thing to me, and maybe this is because we were both uh, child brides. Not really, but <laughs> I was 22 whenever I got married and Lacey was, what, 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we b- both got married really young. They're all in their 30s. Like, Were they? Yes. Um, Olive, is, Olive and Amy are 32 years old. So they're older than I am right now, a year older. And uh, Ethan is 34. That's so Dane is, yeah, <laughs> Dane is mixing it up in there too. So I'm like, okay, that's my other struggle is when people act like big fat babies and they're in their 30s. I'm like, how hmm. do you have the stamina for this, sir? 
Very true. Oh, uh, anyway, at the end, Olive gets her. Help I don't even think we even talked during during all. Of, well, I don't. We didn't even talk about like during all that stuff. Her and Ethan separated because yeah. he was um, Team Dane and she was. I mean, she. I say Team Amy, but also Amy was Team Dane. But you know what I mean. Like she was. <laughs> she was Team Olive. She, <laughs> she for sure. They just you know. And it just didn't make sense in the continue the relationship. And again, that to me seemed very realistic whenever I consider like, okay, yeah. the, the family dynamics. And so, yeah, then you're right. Eventually they did end up working it out. But I still keep thinking, what about the brother? Because it talks about how Amy like immediately files for divorce. Um, she doesn't want that kind of, um, you know, I guess that oh, hanging over their head. But still, they're. Yeah, I, that was weird that to dynamic. me. Like, Knowing that that person would be in your life, not only your 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 creepy but brother in law, but your beloved sister's <laughs> ex husband, who screwed her over in the most like disgusting and deplorable way, would be in your life for the rest of your life. Would be the uncle to right. your children, who would be at your wedding, like so many things. Where I'm like, Whoa, like. Oh, and man. I think maybe it mentions like they're not as close, but it's exactly like mm-hmm. you're saying they're they're gonna have a, always have a presence in your life. And if you yeah. and she despises this man so much for how he has done her sister that I just really was like, hmm. Right, <laughs> and I mean, I say all this stuff about Olive. I have a really bad temper. Like I, at some point, I'm like, okay, maybe I hate her so much because I'm looking in the <laughs> she mirror. <is> me. <laughs> yeah, but it me. Um. But even more so, I was like, yep, couldn't do it. Like, hard no. Um, but he's really hot, so that's probably why. That's right. That lured her <laughs> right on in. Super hot. Um, they get their happy ending, and I didn't, they eventually I didn't mind go back the, to Maui, and they get engaged. I didn't mind the epilogue chapter. Like, I, it, it, it was fine. It was so it was cheesy, cute. but that was yeah. it was one of, like, the better parts of the book to me, where it talks about, like, this constant back and forth of like trying to find the right moment to propose because i feel like that's a very i mean it seems like totally a standard like you know mindset and i, I just i kind of thought that was kind of cute yeah okay we have a little time left so i want to play a game which is cast this movie because oh this would make a great Ooh. lifetime movie Hold on. somebody out there make it a movie on netflix and actually i think that the movie version would be way better because you could actually see hotties. That's even. okay. That's what I was fixing to say. If I'm looking at a really <laughs> handsome man, it really won't bother me the kind of stupid <laughs> lies right. he's saying or like what's going on. I know. And it's one thing to write, he is so charming. It's another thing to see someone being really charming. I, oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> this book mm-hmm. needs another person to come in and like write the screen. <laughs> I 100% uh, pictured. Gina, what is her name from Jane the Virgin? Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let, like, let me look <laughs> on my phone right here. <laughs> who is anyway? The yeah, the lead from Jane the Virgin. I think her name is Gina. She I would be a hundred percent more likable though. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, that could bring the likability. Um Gina Rodriguez. Yes, Gina Rodriguez. That's who I would like to play Amy and Olive. Um, she's definitely more of an Amy, but I could see her as an Olive. I could see it happening. She's Latina. She's very likable. She's kind of a curvy girl. She's more like athletic looking to me, but she, um, you're right. She plays Jane in this like very up and down way. She could totally play Olive. Right. So oh, I could see that happen. Wait, isn't Jane the Virgin's man Ethan in the movie or in the show? Is it Raphael? <laughs> no, Raphael. The, but the original. Oh, you know not what? the baby's daddy. My no, Michael. Dang it's it. Michael. Okay. He could have been Nathan. Uh, I haven't I actually love Jane the Virgin. And that see, that's why I know that I actually do like rom coms and I do like silly weird things, but this was just not my This guilty. it was a it was a it was a bridge a little too far. I, I felt yeah. the same way at many, many uh-huh. parts. Jeez, <laughs> oh, now I'm sitting here thinking, Sophie. This should be very obvious as a cast. Who would I put as Sophie? Who's a blonde um, sorority girl? I think Britney Snow. Britney Snow. 
Brittany Snow, the blonde girl uh, from Hairspray, the mean girl from Hairspray, or Ashley oh. Tisdale. Oh. Bring back Ashley Tisdale. Get out just, of here. <laughs> justice for Ashley Tisdale. Okay, two point You got it, girl. Oh man, yes. Who? Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'm, I'm writing this down as we go. All right, I'm assigning Ashley Tisdale. That's that's. Uh-huh. I can see her playing this. Ethan would be mm, tall, dark, and handsome. <sighs> this um, one's harder. So I'm actually thinking of Dane. I'm thinking like a KJ Apple. Oh. Like you're know, talking about the guy from Riverdale. Like he's really handsome. Now I gotta look him up. Total bro. I'm like oh, I could totally see this man filling this role. Oh yeah, perfect, perfect. Yes, because he needs to be like shorter, maybe a little less oh see i don't even know about shorter i'm just thinking like i literally had like this total jaunt like like you know yeah. like smashing the beers upside his head and like <laughs> you know then chugging it on the side like whatever i i was just mainly picturing someone who maybe is not as handsome as his brother but then makes up for it with like this really big personality whereas ethan as we find out is the more uh homebody introverted one so, yeah, I, I will respect that choice. Ethan. And then for the mm. man himself, I'm just, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Okay. You, all right. Hold on a second. Let me look. I like <laughs> Gina so much that I literally was picturing her, picturing her throughout the whole book. But I never really got a good idea of who I felt like Raphael. Or Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> who should have been? Ethan should be what about a young you gotta give him blue eyes though okay keanu reeves come on <sighs> i can see it <laughs> no I, by I the way keanu if reeves. you guys if y'all want to watch a really good rom-com may i recommend always be my maybe on netflix i was so wild about this movie Wait, i thought it was hilarious was this the- and it stopped the Keanu it's, Reeves, um, yes, Keanu cameo. Reeves makes a hilarious extended cameo that was just incredible. Keanu Reeves to me has that like tack, like he can be so good, but he can also be so corny that I don't know if it would work for me. He's almost too like mysterious slash but see that's uh, kind of how goofy that's kind of how ethan's supposed to be like he you know she never or it takes her all this time of like she has to uncover it like she's you know been around him for the past couple of years on and off <laughs> but it's like after spending many days she's like oh he actually doesn't suck and he's very smart and he's he's put together and not mm-hmm. Voldemort and i don't know i don't know he doesn't okay. i guess he doesn't fit the actual um <laughs> physical description but <laughs> right is there anyone else who we need to even cast because that's all that's only people that actually matter mr hamilton was the only other those are the six that i kept thinking about all of amy oh, dane yeah. ethan mr hamilton and sophie miss okay mm. and i meant to mention this during the part and i forgot i was trying to think he talked mr hamilton whenever he's firing her mentions a morality clause how many companies nowadays have that kind of a morality? Oh my <laughs> gosh, I know. Like I was really like, huh. How, okay, what about a younger James Marsden? James Mar hold on, let's let me look at a photo. You'll know who I'm talking about. James oh, oh, James Marsden. Stop. What okay. Total rom com fodder. Or even Bradley Cooper? Could yeah. Bradley Cooper be this man? Yeah, but he's I, he was so much older. They've been married for 30 years. But you're right. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, no. I mean, it's Ethan. <gasps> oh, oh okay, okay. No, then James Marsden, 100 billion percent. Yeah, what I think I'm, for James Marsden would be my pick for that one. I've seen him in several, several Oh, he was in The Notebook. He's like the king of the rom-com. The no- well, The Notebook is not a rom-com. The Notebook is a... <laughs> A sappy love story. Truly devastating story at times. Yeah. <laughs> but he was an enchanted. Oh, yeah. Hairspray. Yes, I remember him from Enchanted. Uh, isn't he like the, the eternal host? Of, doesn't he like host like many, many things? Like he, he reminds me of like a, what's his name? Stanley uh, Tucci. Where like I feel like I always see him like, 
like not really I don't know but he, he was Corny Collins in um Hairspray in Hairspray so anyway th- but also uh James Marsden has reached the level where he's like been desexualized for me does that make sense like he's like this Just... handsome Ken doll let me see him in a younger year a young hmm. <laughs> he's, he's like, handsome enough he could pull it off I'm like oh, I know I wouldn't hate maybe it maybe he'd Maybe he doesn't have the smaller. I mean, right. I don't know. Love Ethan. I guess maybe we need somebody a little more fiery <laughs> to like right. make us love this man. Let's be real here. Hot, tall, blue-eyed men are a dime a dozen in Hollywood. <laughs> they can find him. They can find him. Um, oh, there, somebody just came to mind, and I cannot remember. He's in. <laughs> I have no idea what his name is. I'm looking up the cast of this one specific show. But anyways, okay. And Mr. Hamilton could be any. Mr. Hamilton, <laughs> any old white man <laughs> with a big mustache, I'm pretty sure. With a little wipe on his side. That, that was so That's just, right. They're just so obsessed with Ethan. So crazy. Okay, really quick flashback. They have a spouses club at this stinking <laughs> company that they want Ethan to join. Like, excuse me? What kind of Betty Crocker weirdness is it that you have a spouses club? And then she said there's multiple people at the company that keep mentioning it. That was what was yes. so strange. Like, as soon as she joins, they're like, oh, you must bring your new husband to the spouses club. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, this is something you go because you have to go, not because you're like, oh, right. I can't wait to hang out with my coworkers and their spouses. Like, please. Well, and it's not even your coworkers. It's like, can you imagine sending your young, hot husband to hang out with a bunch of right. middle-aged housewives? <laughs> Excuse me, that is so weird. Talk about morality cla- cause clause with some very strange, unrealistic here. I just sent you a picture. Anyway. Of a man that might fit Ethan <laughs> to me. What is this dude's name? Jacob. Jacob Alordi or some terrible oh, last name. Let's see. Well, I haven't received your text, oh, but. He, he was in a rom-com. What was that one that everybody went? The kissing booth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this I could see him as Ethan. I never saw. I never watched the. Uh, it's, I never watched the kissing. Booth. If you hate this book, you will hate this movie. Don't <laughs> don't even. I regret myself. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I loved to all the boys I loved before. I haven't watched the second one yet. Neither have I. Actually, maybe that's something I should put on my to watch list. <laughs> and you do know that that was a book first, right? I have heard that. I've not read that. Maybe we. Well, we should read it for this podcast, <laughs> although we know what happens, so maybe it wouldn't be as good. Okay, well, can't totally recommend The Unhoneymooners, but if you are a diehard, light rom-com person, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. If you're sitting by maybe the beach. you'd love it. If you're sitting by the <laughs> beach and you've got basically yes. nothing going on, you would like this book. If you like a little bit of romance, a little bit of fate i don't know and if you're located in jacksonville florida i'll sell it to you for five (laughs) dollars well all right well until next time i don't know what we're reading next but we'll figure it out all right bye keeping bye lazy (laughs) 